This is Brett Mycellus, co-founder of Midas Touch, and you are listening to The Mighty. On The Mighty, we feature some of the most impactful responses, reactions, narratives, rants, and musings of Midas content creators, and we get to highlight some incredible candidates running for office that you need to know about. New episodes of the podcast I do with my brothers drop every Tuesday and Friday morning, and the rest of the week, it's The Mighty. Today, we'd like to introduce you to Matthew Deemer. Matthew is the Democratic candidate running for U.S. Congress in Ohio's 7th District. He is facing off against an extremist MAGA candidate who was previously an aide to Donald Trump. Actually, you know, that's putting it pretty generous. Deemer's opponent was Trump's gopher. I'm not making this up. Just wait till you hear these stories. If you'd like to watch the video version of this interview, be sure to become a member of our new Patreon right now for exclusive access at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Midas Touch. Without further ado, our interview with Matthew Deemer. We are joined by Matthew Deemer running for Ohio's seventh congressional district Democratic candidate Matt Deemer is running against <laughs> someone who literally is such a MAGA extremist. He was who Trump had go try to find him Superman T-shirts to uh, so that Trump, uh, when he lied to the country about the pandemic, wanted to wear a Superman shirt and had your opponent get him the Superman shirt. Am I hearing this right, Matt Deemer? I haven't heard about the Superman shirt, but that's hilarious. And it sounds like something that he would do. <laughs> he, he was that kind of guy. <laughs> well, wel- welcome to the podcast, Matt. It's great to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me, gents. I appreciate it. You know, Brett writes me some of these notes before the interviews, and that one sounded a little bit outlandish. <laughs> but with Trump's world, I believe it. Brett, is no, that it's true. I, it's it's accurate. It's accurate. So the story had come out. You know, I'm not making this up. I think Ben at this point thinks that I threw him some like curveball to make him sound silly on the show. But this is MAGA world. This is Trump world, your opponent. And use this as you may. Uh, you know, there was the story. Uh, I think the story had come out kind of at the time that Trump, after his his COVID treatment, he had come out of Walter Reed. He he envisioned this grand unveiling where they were going to wheel him out in a wheelchair and then he was going to stand <laughs> up and he was going to rip off his dress shirt. This is real. I'm not making this up. And underneath the dress shirt, there was going to be a Superman T-shirt. Stop. And the person that he had instructed to go find him a Superman T-shirt was your opponent, Max Miller, who was a Trump aide at the time. I'm not no bullshit. This is the true story. I'm not messing with you, Ben. I promise. Yeah, my so this, notes is, say- this is interesting. This is interesting because I heard about the music man stuff, you know, how he plays the show, show tunes and, you know, to calm Trump down and things like that. Maybe even sing to him. I haven't heard about the Superman that- shirt, but that is quite interesting. I, I I thought it was bad when we found out Kevin McCarthy was sorting Trump's starbursts, but I think this is like a whole other level of, of of sycophant. <laughs> so so Matt, tell us about this race. Let's give give our audience a little bit of background on you. Um, before you ran for uh, Ohio seventh, what were you doing? Well, uh, so I'm, I'm running for Ohio seventh. That's a uh, you know a Cuyahoga County outside of Cleveland over here. Twenty eight cities in Cuyahoga plus Albany, all Wayne County. Of we have Jordy over here. He's went to Ohio State. He probably Let's go. drove through here on seventy one a couple times. So absolutely welcome. Uh, yeah. So before this, you know, I was uh, I'm a small business uh, owner. So I, I owned two small uh, media companies. The first one I had a very modest exit, but I, I built up a nice little brand so that, that somebody came and purchased. Right now, I am a uh, 
sole pro- proprietor of a small business and I make a, a daily news show for a media company. Um, but besides that, I was living in China for about 13 years. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to run for office, to be honest with you. I saw uh, the middle class of China just, you know, explode. You know, people get wealthier, they have great jobs. Our manufacturing from the U.S. move over there. Like when I got to China back in 2005, uh, there was two subway lines in, in Beijing, uh, two subway lines in Shanghai. When I left, there was over 20 in each town. Uh, there was not, there wasn't a, a, a high-speed rail, but I just got saw something the other day that had hundreds of thousands of miles of high-speed rail, uh, you know, all over. So I just saw like the emergence of this huge middle class, you know, blow up in in China, and that was our job, just moving over there. So when I got back to the states, I saw the gutting of our middle class. You know, our pensions going away. People saying, "Let's privatize Social Security." I was like, you know, I got to step up. And then also, you know, we just need good people in in Washington, man. Like, look, this corruption with uh, you know insider trading. I, you know, we we want to talk about size of the aisle, but look, there's both sides of the aisle right now trading on uh, what they're learning about in their committee. That's wrong. So we need good people to just go in there and try to tackle that as well. One of the things too, you know, Max Miller, your opponent, as we said, he's a MAGA extremist candidate. His platform is entirely when you break it down, like tax cuts for billionaires. How can we help the richest one percent? But then he goes out there and tries to act like we need to put workers first. We need to put America's first. I mean, you called him out recently and you just said Max Miller is full of shit. And you didn't really mince words there. And uh, and, and t- tell us about that difference between helping Ohio and workers. You know, that's funny because my my team actually uh, called me after I put that out. It's like, I would have been a little bit lighter on that. I'm like, no, man, he is full of shit. Here's the thing. <laughs> this whole worker first thing, like we started back this back in, you know, um, uh, April 21. The reason why I ran is because of the workers, you know, and I saw jobs overseas. I want to bring those jobs back on a shorter supply chain, make sure that people have uh, living wages and pensions and health care. And, you know, these uh, these towns that have been gutted, as Jordy knows. And and well, uh, um, also now he, you're living in, in Pittsburgh. These are the towns that the steel industry and, you know, um, automotive industry went away. We want to bring that back. Look, the guy is only saying uh, workers first. The guy is only saying uh, policy or politics, something I've been saying for a while. The guy is only trying to say un- unity right now. It's something I've been saying is, you know, unite, not divide, because he feels in danger. He sees that, you know, Tim Ryan is making gains. He sees that we are making gains. He's seeing that people do not want the divisive MAGA politics that he's representing. And so when he's trying to go do this, all I'm moderate toward the middle, it's full of shit and people have to see through it. He is not going to protect women's rights. He is not going to protect the workers. He's not going to protect pensions. He's from one of the wealthiest uh, families in Northeast Ohio. He has not had to work a day in his life for anything. And so when he's talking about gas prices and inflation, look, gas could be $5, $10, $20. He's always going to have a full tank. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things, too. I mean, he's a trust fund kid who was linked with Trump through the daddy billionaire and the family billionaire connections. He got the job while he was with Trump. He was literally Trump's gopher. You know, go get me this. Go get me that. I I mean, you you joked about it, but I heard the stories, too. Trump would literally make this guy like sing songs to him. Right. Like like he literally (laughs) he literally was like Trump's like jester. And Trump would tell the guy to dance and he would like dance for for Trump. And and this is the guy who claims to be a working class person. Look, the, look, you saw him at his uh, the last Trump rally over here in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, Trump went down there and said, J.B. Vance is kissing my ass. Look, they're all doing the same thing. They're all taking it. They're, they all are trying to you know appease uh, Donald Trump to make sure that he you know keeps these guys you know running a campaign. Uh, Max Max is is. You know what? You know what? Max is pretty disingenuous, in my opinion. Look, he's trying to position himself as somebody who was the director of advance in the White House. I don't know what that means, but all I know is the only stories I hear that what he's done is go out and get 
milkshakes or Superman shirts or play so tunes for Donald Trump. And so, look, trying to run off that experience in the White House as being Trump's aide or gopher is not a is not a, is, is disingenuous. And he's trying to position it as though he had this, you know, great job in the White House that was, you know, working with, uh, you know, the, the Secret Service to move Trump to different places. And he said that he's been in North Korea and he helped plan that whole thing. Nobody else has heard that besides besides the thing that he's trying to portray himself as. So I think, again, which just goes back to what we're saying, full of shit. Kind of reminds me of that other candidate out there, Majowski. I mean, these people just continue to lie about everything. The whole story is just one big scam. And and by the way, it's so weird that your opponent would be bragging about, I think, one of the most disgraceful things in American history, the love affair between an American president and Kim Jong-un. I mean, you have a like a crazy dictator, weak dictator who pretends to be strong. And this is who the president of the United States has a bromance with and continues. He and he uses that term and continues to brag about like what could be more un-American than like becoming best friends with Kim Jong-un. It's, like, it's wild. Look, so we just both recently were written up by the Cleveland.com, uh, the plane dealer. Uh, we had a side-by-side comparison of us on policies. Um, Max Miller reached out to the editors of the Cleveland.com plane dealer to say, hey, can you edit some things I said? Because he wasn't happy about what, what was said. And there was a couple statements in there. Uh, but I think there's two things that he really wanted to make sure that he got out of it. The number one saying that he wants to you know, take back entitlements. He called them entitlements, but we're actually talking about Social Security and healthcare. He wants to get rid of those. He wants to privatize those. And the other one is, is that he said, I'm not like Trump. And I, I, I don't like the divisive things that Trump are saying. He's trying to distance himself from Trump. I promise you, uh, Trump gave him a phone call and, and, and tried to put it down on him. He's like, hey, that's not cool. And so he tried. he called the editor after a published piece came out and was trying to roll back things he said, uh, again, disingenuous. I'm surprised he didn't call uh, the editor and do like a voice of his own PR flack and pretend to be his own <laughs> PR agent like Trump. And one more thing before I turn it to Brett and Jordy, you know, the biggest issue, you know, I think in this election is overturning Roe v. Wade. And we've heard these horrific stories out of particularly out of Ohio, where teenagers and children were raped and could not get reproductive care. And someone like Max Miller would force a teenager to have uh, their rapist's baby and criminalize and arrest them and their parents for seeking uh, abortion-related services. And so where do you stand on the issue? I think we know where your opponent stands on the issue and how important do you think this issue is heading into the midterms in Ohio? Look, I've been knocking thousands of doors, um, you know, and getting out there to talk to people. The number one issue from every woman that answers the door is abortion. Uh, it, it should be very clear where I stand. I am pro-choice. I want to codify Roe. Uh, this has been a, this has been a, a, I think has been a very big blemish on America of what we do and how who we are and, and how we protect people's rights. And we really need to get get that back and and uh, you know uh, protect everyone's rights here in in, in America. And look. My opponent has been on the record for saying he is pro-life at conception. Uh, he's trying to go to the middle with this again, disingenuous. I just hope people, you know, really take the time to compare both of us. Uh, look at the policies that I have on my website. Look, I think I'm running one of the most transparent uh, campaigns in the country right now. I have all my policies on, on site. I have all of our campaign finances at one, at one click of a button. All of my personal um, ethics reports at one click of a button. Uh, the emails go directly to, to me and I reply my directly myself uh, or me or my uh, political director. Uh, look, we're, we're really trying to do something different, trying to change the idea of what it is to be a representative 
uh, and how do we can bring people into the fold and how do we can have total transparency? And the thing is, is with that total transparency, is we've been running the same campaign since April of 21. Uh, we haven't changed any kind of language. We haven't changed any positions. We've been running the same thing uh, the whole time. And I hope people see that. In addition to abortion rights, which is so incredibly important, when you're knocking on these doors, do you find that there is another kind of one issue that stands out that people are concerned about in Ohio? Is it manufacturing? Is it Social Security? What what's kind of the the hot button issue on people's minds? You know, it's it's interesting. You know, uh, it is Social Security and Medicare, to be honest with you. Um, it, but then again, I don't want to be biased because of the doors that I am knocking on. Uh, most of the people who are answering and want to talk are older people. Uh, Social Security is on, on top of their mind. Uh, these are, you know, either uh, persuasion doors. Uh, so they are leaning Democrats or, or, or which means that they could maybe vote Democrat. They may be ours that maybe could vote Democrat. Uh, so they might have different ideas of, of what is important to them. But it's uh, um, abortion, Social Security, Medicare and um, inflation is number number three or number four. And while, while you're trying to kind of push the ball forward with it, uh, and your opponent is trying to now separate himself from Trump, which is a, a total joke. He's still kind of he's still embracing all these Trumpist policies and all these Trumpist beliefs. I mean, policies is, is a generous way to describe it. But he's still to this day continuing to insist that the 2020 election was stolen. He's denying that January 6th was even an insurrection. What do you say to that? I say that's dangerous. I say that. You know, January 6th was a real thing. It was an issue. It wasn't just something willy nilly that happened. And, uh, you know, that we cannot look at it like that. January 6th commission has uh, very clearly laid out that there was talk and plans and, and things were organized and things were decisions were made to allow this to escalate the way it was. And he was there. He was part of it. Now, we have two things that we have to ask ourselves about um, Max's position in the White House. Was he the aide? which basically disqualifies him and says that he doesn't have the credentials that he's trying to say. And he was just running around getting Superman shirts and coffees and, and juice boxes or whatever. Or was he the um, director of advance that actually um, organized the president's movements? And if he was the director of advance that organized the president's movements, that means he was directly involved with organizing this movement to January 6th, the speech, the rally, the the everything that led up to that. And what happened in that car with President Trump that we heard January 6th with the uh, this, um, Secret Service. So you, you have to get your story straight. Either you weren't there and involved or you were 100% involved in organizing it. And so he has to come clear. And when you look at some of the most heinous moments of the Trump administration, you frequently see Max Miller alongside Donald Trump. And so there we have him on January 6th, but also that horrific photo op that Trump took in front of St. John's Church, where Trump forcefully cleared the protesters from Lafayette Square. Max Miller was one of the aides that was present that day. I mean, what do you think that says about his judgment? Well, I, I want to say for, to you, I think that's a good eye. Not many people caught that one. So uh, good job, Brett. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> again, um, I think that, look, the American people need to have somebody that's going into uh, Washington that's going to uphold our democracy, that's going to try to get out the corruption of what's happening in, in the Capitol when it comes to insider trading and so on and so forth. That's going to be a uniter and not divider. Look, I know that I've been saying a lot of house words about my opponent and it's very un, uh, uncharacteristic of a usual candidate to say so, but we definitely have a choice here. We have uh, you know, a very extreme person and then we have everybody else here in Ohio and everybody else here in Ohio does not want that extreme person. They want somebody who unites, want somebody who represents a ditch district and wants somebody who maintains and represents our democracy in a responsible fashion. 
I am going to be that person. And so I want to say, I apologize. I know it sounds like I'm just taking shots at my opponent, but I also want to say that, hey, um, we have to figure out who he is. And he has been very disingenuous of who he has been. He's flip-flopping on all his policies. He's trying to distance himself from somebody he worked for for six years. And he was involved with January 6th and he was involved with the Lafayette Square incident and he was, you know, so on and so on and so forth. So uh, does he take this job seriously or is he just going to be a tool of this one sided rhetoric and, and, and agenda? And I, I think we have the answer. Yeah, well, I think there's a difference at the end of the day between cheap attacks and actually sounding the alarm on someone's extremism. And I think it's really important that the voters truly know who your opponent is. And, you know, I'm just looking at Ohio and I'm trying to figure out the state at this point and kind of where it stands, because it looks like from the outside that there has been this sort of shift towards the MAGA movement over these past few years. Do you see that? Do you see like a MAGA kind of firewall in these districts? Is there a way that we could get past it? How, how do we defeat that kind of scourge that's that's coming there? Look, uh, here's what we have is we have Republicans and this is a Republican leading district. Uh, it's an R plus five. Uh, we, have, we have a Republican leading district and we have Republicans now are homeless because the Republican Party has moved so far to uh, an, an extreme. And so we have these, uh, um, if you will, these uh, moderate Republicans that, you know, were very happy being Republican, but now still try to have to figure out, will right. I vote for a Democrat? Right. And so and then they ha we have parts of, of the Democrat Party where they can't relate to as well. So Ohio has always been a purple state and it was happy being a purple state with moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans talking about issues and talking about policies. And it's kind of not seeing eye to eye, but yeah, we kind of see eye to eye because we're talking about kitchen table issues and we're all Ohioans. But now we have this extreme. So now we have a, a big part of the Republican, Republican Party going, I don't relate to this, but can I really vote Democrat or am I just going to not vote? Right. And so that's what I really see here is we have a purple state that has always been purple state. That's always been kitchen table issues now being pushed to extremes. And the Ohioans don't like it. Mm. So that kind of leads me to my next question here. So <laughs> in addition to your race, there, there's a big center race happening in Ohio this year. Is, is a J.D. Vance messaging? Is that resonating with Ohioans? Stop. <laughs> Stop. So that, you, that feels you, like a no. you know it ain't. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, okay. That's perfect because, you know, you, you're a media guy. You're very savvy with how you, you know, talk and, and very savvy with how you get the message across. How do Democrats, it just feels like who aren't notoriously, you know, strong with their messaging. At least that's the perspective that people have that, oh, Dems, they don't have good messaging. Well, you do. You, you're able to cut through the noise and you're able to just tell it like it is and speak to people like you're getting a beer with them. What's your advice to Democratic candidates, you know, across this nation on how to be better messengers for their message? Well, here's the thing. I think that, well, first, let's take a look at Tim. <laughs> let's take a look at this campaign. What, and, and I would say all the Democrats, go have a beer with them. You yeah. know, open yourself up a little bit. Be a little bit more authentic. Everybody's scared of losing, right? Everybody's scared of, you know, pissing off the wrong person within the party or the Democrat or the hierarchy or whatever. Just be yourself. And go out there and have the beer and speak what's on your mind because I could tell you right now, Ohioans, look, you're in you're in Pittsburgh, man, and and, and we are pre we're pretty much the same. It's like yeah. we just want people to go out to a, a dive bar, sit at the uh, get a pint, spit what's on our mind. We're not going to hold grudges going after it, but we appreciate that because you're a real person, and that's what we don't have is we have real real people. We need real people out there, and that's why I think that Tim Ryan's messaging is putting in, and JD Vance is not right. right? JD is just like this, you know 
kind of like made up character that used to be anti-Trump that now is Trump that used to live in California that now is lives in Ohio yep. that it is all over the place that really doesn't have an identity because he's not an authentic person. Tim's out there. He's talking about, hey, you know, I like Ohio State. Let's watch the game. Hey, I like drinking beer. I'm gonna go have a beer. And he does that all across the state. If you want to have a good message, know yourself, say what you're going to say, go have a beer with somebody and keep saying it and be consistent. And I think that's what Ohio wants is just consistency with authentic people. I love that, Matthew. And so where can people get more involved with your campaign? Where can they learn more about you? Where can they help donate, send resources? What, what can folks do? Where can they go? Look, at this point, there's two things that we really need. We're like 36 days out, 35 days out until election day. Uh, so money is is king right now to try to get ads out there to make sure that we are uh, keeping on going forward. So you can go to DiemerForCongress.com. That's D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com. Uh, donate to the campaign. If you cannot donate, but no, please, please do donate anything you can. Uh, but if you can't, it's also about a name recognition and, and a game. So if you go out to my Twitter, my Instagram, uh, my Facebook page uh, for the campaign, share, tweet, talk, tell people about this because that's that's how you save money. And that you look, let me just take a step back. I totally believe that democracies are made of people. People equal democracies. One vote, one person. We have got everything messed up right now when it comes to how much money on races. You look at the money, you look at the dollar signs next to a candidate, you say, oh, that's the front runner. That is bullshit. We need people to get involved and continue to share messages because it's people that equal democracy, not the money, but please send the money. But also we can win this. Campaigns can win this all across the nation if people got involved and just did the things that we're doing using with the money. And that's buying ads to get our names out there. You can do that with retweets and viral tweets and, and clips and videos. So uh, that's why I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on the show to talk to you because uh, this is furthermore helping me get my name out there and furthermore helping us save money by not having to buy ads all over the place and, and, and play that money game. So I appreciate that. Matthew Deemer, Ohio candidate for Wait. the 7th Congressional District. Thank you for coming on the podcast. All right, man. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Mighty. Isn't Matthew such an incredible candidate? I mean, imagine what our country would look like if we had responsible leaders like him in positions of power across the nation. Midterms are fast approaching, so make sure that you double check your voter registration and do everything you can in this moment to get people to the polls. Make sure to subscribe right now to the Midas Touch podcast channel and leave us a five-star review. Also, please check out store.midastouch.com for the best Midas merch. That November merch is flying off the shelves. Go check it out. And remember, you can see the video version of this interview and get more exclusive content right now by becoming a member of our Patreon at patreon.com slash Touch. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. Thank you for listening and shout out to the Midas Mighty. Midas Mighty.